For generations, my ancestors fought proudly as warriors against the Jedi. Now, that woman tarnishes the very name Mandalorian. Defend her, if you will. This lightsaber was stolen from your Jedi Temple by my ancestors during the fall of the Old Republic. Since then, many Jedi have died upon its blade. Prepare yourself to join them. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 173 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilot for this underworld adventure, the young, the restless, the booty, 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 booty everywhere, Mr. Carlos Borgwell. The man who didn't go to work today, so there's no reason for him to be late because there's no traffic today because he's not rushing from work today. Les is not here for some odd reason, but he's going to creep up on us later. Gonzalez. The man everybody calls King Tom. He is the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, say hello. Hello. I'm glad I don't have a song associated with my name, especially one about butts. <laughs> don't get me started. I'll research some stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't booty. have said anything. King of booty. There it is. The man we call El Hombre. The man who likes to rock and roll all night and party every day, Mr. Eric. Uh, it's actually part of every day. Strathers. Tonight we I have like a- to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> really? No, he's just no, not being an idiot. He's, he's have you big. ever seen uh, Role Models? That, that yes. gag. Yes. Oh, okay. Love that movie. That's an underrated movie, Eric. It is. I love it that really movie. It really is, dude. When they go to the, the, the LARP. Uh-huh. At the and end. dressed as Kiss. Ah, what a moment. Best. What a great movie. And then the, the mouthy kid dressed up as Gene Simmons gets waxed right away. That's Man. Go- that is good That stuff. mouthy kid is the best, by the way. What up, Ronnie? It's good to meet you. What you drawing there? Oh, Beyonce. She's smoking. I don't want to take my pants off. What? Whoa, whoa. All right, Ronnie, that's enough. Spitz tried to grab my joint. Language, Ronnie. My language is English. And this motherfucker tried to grab on my hang down. Speaking of mouthy kids, our guest tonight, <laughs> we, we welcome him back to this podcast. <laughs> you, might, you might call him a historian of American politics if you've met him before. 
You may call him the king of the north, because I just did earlier. But we all here call him Dom. Please welcome back from the Star Wars Underworld, our friend, and hopefully yours after this episode, Mr. Dominic Jones to the Sith Layers. What's up, Dominic? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. I like that. King in the North. I'm going to I'm gonna keep that one. I, yeah, I, I never really that. thought of myself that way because really there's only one king of uh, Star Wars podcasting, but uh, I'll take the, the secondary one, King mm. in the North. This thing is full of royalty today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys should all north. be bowing and and addressing us as, as sir your highness and all oh, that stuff <laughs> we will be we will be how you doing buddy i'm good man I'm, I'm glad to be back on i'm i'm excited about all the stuff we're going to talk about tonight how are oh, you guys yeah. good great we are fantastic and it it's going to be a fun episode because there's a ton of star wars stuff that we can get into there's interviews that have gone down there's video reels that they've produced all of a sudden that make you want to cry um i was at work watching one of them and a tear rolled down my eye i was like what am i doing like, what's going on here? I had my coffee already. Why am I so emotional? We'll get into all that. But yeah, we can't wait to get into it with you. How's the uh, podcast going, buddy? Star Wars Underworld, by the way, if people don't know, like like you don't know, is one of the best Star Wars podcasts out there. It's one of the first podcasts that I ever, ever listened to. And these guys are just fantastic. They know what they're talking about. They're entertaining. They're funny. How's everything going on? Yeah, well, first off, you're you're far 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 too kind uh, it's uh, it's still going we've uh, we've been we're continuing along i think we're in our uh eighth year of uh, star wars podcasting now and uh you know once you've done eight years you decide uh, we should actually have another star wars podcast as well uh so we've got our main show where we do news and we talk about the movies mainly uh and then we've got two spin-off shows about the two star wars tv shows that are on right now we got the kazuda cast which is about star wars resistance mm-hmm. and then we have radio razor crest which is about the mandalorian and we've done three episodes of that and uh we've had two guests both of whom are also on this episode right That's now right. We had eric on episode two and we had a raj on episode three and it was uh it's been fantastic it's been a lot of fun uh breaking down mando in in uh, on on that show in that way and so yeah everything's going everything's going great with star wars underworld i mean i i know i'm speaking for eric on this one because i talked to him earlier about this but we had i know eric and i had a blast on that podcast and great time talking mando with you man it was awesome Thank, yeah it was awesome it was, i was really glad you guys could come on and and talk about it yeah of course of course how you doing mr struthers man i'm great dude here we are it's just two days before Thanksgiving, and I uh, had a cut pair of pretty dope gigs over the weekend, and I got a gig tomorrow night. Thanksgiving Eve, the night to drink and listen to rock music. That's exactly what I'm going to do. We have a tradition called the Tour de Brew, and we go out the night before Thanksgiving, and we go bar hopping, and it usually turns out to a debauchery, and it's going to be like pouring rain this year. It's not going to go well, but we're still doing it. Porta Brew, and we're going to be listening to rock and roll and drinking. Yes, exactly. Right. I wish I was watching you while I drink, though. That would be amazing. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> King Tom, how the hell are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to the next few days. I got tickets to see Knives Out tomorrow oh, night. Cool, cool. And then uh, doing a you know going to the in laws for Thanksgiving, doing a prime rib there, and then have a Ooh. few days off with the kids. And then, what is it, like three weeks to Rise of Skywalker? So, I'm good. Gracious. I can't believe it's coming upon us. It's going to be unreal. Cannot wait. Boo, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm waiting for Thanksgiving. I'm excited. I'm hungry. 
So I'm good. We had a, we were a little worried about you for a second, Boo. Why is that? Boo works at UPS. Oh, and, yeah. and we found out that shit went down at UPS over here. A couple of people died messing around on forklifts, right? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Just, just like, like a, like a big ass ATV go kart kind of thing. Yeah. Not the best way to go into Thanksgiving week. So yeah. Everybody be careful out there. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, guys. Don't be Come stupid. Come on now. Your families need to see you. That's right. <laughs> and Star Wars episode nine's coming out. Can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be the worst of it. I know. Damn it. Well, I think I I think it's time to get into this, man. You guys ready to get into the weekend geek? Yep. Yes. Ooh, you guys sound pumped up. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> man. Let's do it, Arash. There it is. Let's do this, there it man. is. <laughs> yeah. Let's absolutely. talk. Let's talk some box office because Frozen delivers a record animated opening outside. The Summer Corridor. This is from BoxOfficeMojo.com. Following one of the worst weekends of the year and the second straight weekend in which the top 10 failed to generate a combined 100 million, this weekend is expected to see a single film top that figure. And it's not expected. It happened. Frozen made $127 million. And worldwide, it hit over $400 million, which is crazy. Um, nutso. I here's a crazy thing about this. We we were in that thing for D23 and people were jacked up and excited about it, right? But the other day when I was driving to work, I saw a billboard and I was like, I wonder animated sequels never ever do well except for Toy Story, right? I wonder if this thing's going to do well. And uh boy was I wrong for wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have the king of all pods. I know he went and saw it. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your take, King Tom. I've heard people okay. say it's a great film. Somebody said it was a tearjerker at the end of it. Um, what is your take on Frozen 2 Electric Boogaloo? Frozen 2, Frozen Harder is... Frozen Harder. Frozen harder. <laughs> I, I liked it better. I liked it better. That caught me off guard. I know. That's why I'm here. I liked it better than the first one. The music wasn't as good or as memorable. And... My favorite band has a song in the closing credits. I've heard it a bunch of times. What? I cannot tell you how. Yeah, they they have some I rock know. versions oh. of this of some of the songs. Um, I've heard the song a bunch of times. I can't tell you how it goes. The music in this one was not as memorable, and it was a little bit more ham fisted the way they jammed it in. Having said that, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to take you a little bit through the story to t- show you why I like the story better so there's oh. gonna be some frozen spoilers here i, I don't mind uh, if frozen you don't spoilers, if you don't want to no. have any frozen spoilers then um in three two one this is the story of return of the jedi you can read along with me in your book you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear r2d2 beep like this let's begin now melt away <laughs> go ahead all right, I'll, I'll, okay. i'm a few minutes yeah Fro- frozen two <laughs> is the is the story of our heroes have to save their people. So they, they journey to this forest, which is guarded by an impenetrable shield. Our heroes make their way through the shield. And when they're in the forest, they meet these hostile natives. The natives warm up to them after the least likable member of the heroes tells a kind of chopped up story of the hero's previous adventures. After that, that night, the heroes split up with the main hero going off on a spiritual quest to deal with not only that hero's parents, 
but also the hmm. evil generated by the generation that came before their parents. On the other hand, the other group of heroes, consisting of the main hero's sister, the sister's boyfriend, and the boyfriend's furry life companion, hmm. team up with the natives to demolish a construction project. They succeed, and there's a big party at the end. And that is why I love Return of the Jedi so much. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Was there like a random dress? Did the natives have a random dress that fit no, the other natives? Uh, they, they did do a costume change later on, but it was not from the natives, no. Mm. So what you're saying is do the in 25 years, they're going to change up the music. Eventually they will. Okay. I, like, like I said, I liked the story better than the first one. The music, not so much. Okay. Okay. Just let it go then. <laughs> I was holding on to that one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those one. nights, Struthers. I see it in your face. You're already over it. It's going to be one of those nights. We've disappointed Eric five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my window thinking, man, I could just jump straight out that right now. <laughs> could it kill grab me? That big ju- grab that big porg to just land on him, you know, like the big stuntman airbag. I could do that. <laughs> well, porgs are so 2017, Eric. It's all oh, about dude, baby I know. It's all about baby yodes. Baby yodes. Baby yodes. <laughs> let's not make that a thing. No, yeah. let's not. Let's not. Okay, well, cool. Well, do you give it four... Taking your kid, do you give it the Sithless seal of approval, King Tom? Sure, why not? Okay, there you it's go. It's not enthusiastic, you know. I think part of it is because I'm in the theater and I'm thinking, Star Wars, Star Wars, wow, Star Wars. Uh, did I give the rundown of the other ones? Ford versus Ferrari, $16 million and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the Mr. Rogers story with Tom Hanks, $13.5 million. So that rounds off the box office, and that comes from boxofficemojo.com that just got bought out by IMDb, by the way. Really? Yeah. What's up, Les? Les has joined us. What's up, everybody? Sorry to leave you out in front of the door for four or five minutes. I thought the door was open. You left me out in the cold? Oh, he just steps in. He wasn't even here, and he steps into the cheapy, frozen... Oh, my gosh. I think it's time to get into some Star Wars. Mr. Struthers, you want to guide us through this crazy week? Well, okay, let's do this first real quick because what everybody really wants to hear about is the Mandalorian, and we'll get to it. But what I want to talk about first is yeah. the Rise of Skywalker, some new footage, so the cast and JJ doing interviews about it and stuff. And do you want to watch any of this, Raj? You figure everybody's seen it now and they don't care what we have to say about it. What's your, what's your grab on that? Yeah, I think everybody's seen the TV spot, but I do want to watch together. The other spot, the other little thing that they did, the video thingy-majitty. You know what I'm talking about? Dude, you're explaining it so well. It's like you're painting a picture. <laughs> I, I, I was looking at which thingy-majitty you were talking about. Not the TV spot. There's one. Are you t- are you talking about the the look? What I can't remember what they called it. The thingy-majitty. Yeah, that. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah, man. And we can do that if you if you want to. Want to feel all all sad and cry? Not sad, but nostalgic and yeah, get all I, weepy. I, we have we have Dom here with us. I think I, I want to see him cry. <laughs> That's the spirit. There you go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Is captivating the Making nation with lines North America's newspapers is none other than Star Wars Jedi. You can't run from Star Wars frenzy. The very first time I saw the word Star Wars. Two seventeen, take nine. 
I was 11 years old. It was in a magazine, and I remember seeing the words and saying aloud, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Have you even seen Star Wars? She's never seen Star Wars. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. Star Wars is just an important part of everyone's history. He signed his action figure. Right here. <laughs> I sat outside the theater to watch them at midnight with my dad. It was designed to fire the imaginations of every girl or boy who yearns for adventure. People's love for it. It's just massive. It's the event that has become a cultural phenomenon. Guerra de las Galaxias. Ce n'est pas une victime de princesse. Star Wars is a milestone for people. The Force is with us. I gotta get to Star Wars. You're more than just fans. You're family. Red Vibe standing by. There's something that people carry with them now, forever and ever. Now with the final trailer for the Skywalker Saga release. I can still be a part of the family costume. You are my father. National Space Station watches The Last Jedi. Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. <laughs> it's about family, and that's what's so powerful about it. They're sharing something that moved them. You're glad that you're finishing, but savoring every moment because you know it is the last. Oh, I mean, oh, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I'll, it, here's the thing. Some of this stuff, man, I watch stuff like this and God, it just hits me right in the field. Star Wars has been a part of my life almost since I was born, my earliest mm -hmm. memories, man. But I think about things like how I wouldn't know any of you guys if it wasn't for Star Wars. None right. of you. Exactly. And in spite of all that, I still really love Star Wars. A <laughs> 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 dick. But, but uh. seriously, I mean, think about, think about the magnitude of that. Think about how because of this movie, and, you know, when we had the, the, guy, the guy from... Uh, blockbuster pod on mm -hmm. and to have what it took to get that first movie off the ground to turn into what it is now and like man i feel like i could start crying just talking about it to wrap it all up like this and you know we're at celebration there's sixty thousand people there for this mm -hmm. stupid movie that almost didn't make it <laughs> and my kids loving star wars with me and my wife loving star wars with me this video really sums it all up and uh, before I shut up and let somebody else talk, I just want to say one thing, man. Like the stuff that's out now, like especially The Mandalorian, mm. dude, my wife is so into the show. And it's it's become this very unique thing for our whole family that is just exceptionally satisfying to me emotionally. So that's really cool. Well, I, I'm just watching the video again. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Eric was saying, you know, you without this silly space movie that almost didn't get made, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this. And I, I do, I find myself thinking about that a, a lot as, um, as this movie is coming out about how 
you know, it's, you know, excitement for a movie and it's ex- excitement for the story and what, what we're going to see. But it's really, to me, it's a celebration of everything that comes with that. It's, you know, it's, it's not about the movie to quote, uh, fanboys. It's, it's about all of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, you think like, you know, what if, what if we'd never decided to do podcasts or to go to celebration or to do all, all of these things? Like how much our lives would suck compared to, <laughs> compared to right. what we're doing now. And, uh, for everybody that's listening and that's involved, uh, you know, I, again, we apologize for, for all of this, but, uh, they, uh, <laughs> even just, as a listener of stuff, you know, like how much, uh, you know, the things that I, I enjoy listening to and the things I enjoy watching and how much better I, uh, how much more I enjoy life because of these things that we get to, you know, we get to be a part of, you know, it's, it's so much more than just a movie, even though really excited for that movie. Yeah. I don't even see it as a movie anymore. It's, you can't go a hundred yards without seeing a Not sticker or yeah. some kind of shirt on someone. Or you go to a grocery store, you can't go to the produce aisle without seeing oranges. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's so embedded in our DNA that it doesn't even seem like a movie. It's, you know, it's weird. I'm not going to say it's like a, it's a, like a religion, but I mean, it's, it's like a religion. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, and it's what's great about it is most of the time, everybody gets along in this religion and everybody, is very kind to each other most of the time. I mean, there's always, there's, there's douchers out there. There's 10% probably of just idiots out there that cause problems, but it's a social phenomenon is what it is. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Star Wars, I wouldn't be hanging out with, like Eric said, like you guys and we wouldn't know Dom in Canada or, you know, <laughs> King Tommy. This is just it blows my mind when you start thinking of it like that. Boo, obviously. <laughs> Has a bit more of a connection. Right, exactly. Bit, but if yeah. it wasn't for us doing this, that wouldn't happen. Absolutely. At all. Just just crazy. It is. Go ahead, Boo. You want to yeah, segue no. into that one? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Thank you for the segue. No. Yeah, no. I, I would not have met the love of my life, which is... You would have met me, bro. I was, I was <laughs> <in> your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, we wouldn't have been as close. That's the That's thing true. without That's Star true. Wars. Yes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have met Brittany, which is just crazy. I, I told her when we get married, I'm going to send George Lucas an invitation. Mm, you should. I, I think. I, should. I think it's just one of those things where it's you know some people send it to the queen or some people send it to the president or whatever mm. that is. Hey, I gotta sweat. send it to George. I'll you get know? you an ice cream maker. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that shit. would be rad. Yeah, I'd be like, I would. <laughs> if I was George Lucas, I'd, I'd send everybody an ice cream maker yes. for their wedding. So you see, but I think yeah. like, how do you open the guy? How do you open the gift? Be like, it's from George. I can't open yeah, it. Can't like, open. Yeah. So yeah. So it's just, and you'd know which one would be from George because it would be like the worst wrapped one. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like in in um newspaper and stuff. You're like, yeah. oh, I, in the comics. Yes, yeah, that's right. I, I would hope it would be wrapped in a flannel, uh, a flannel shirt. Right, yeah, it probably great. would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, please, please, George, if you're listening. So yeah, so it's just crazy, you know, the friends, the relationships that we've all created, even with the relationships that we have. Like I was saying, you know, Star Wars, you know, although you know, Raj and I are close, it's made it made us even closer, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Things like that, you know. So yeah, so it's just an amazing thing. You know, people are you know get caught up in all the hostility and negativity. This is what it's about. Yeah. Is the relationships that it creates, the feeling that it gives you, and the love that it creates. So that's that, that's what it's really about. I think that video sums it all up right there. King Tom, how, how did that thing make you feel? Uh, it made me feel all sorts of things on the inside. Uh, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm, I was born in 77. Star Wars has always been a huge part of my life. I've always been into it. And, 
yeah, there are some assholes and some f- people making other people not feel welcome, which is wrong. But really, this is the best time for Star Wars. And it just keeps on getting better because not only are we are we getting this movie in a few weeks, but we're getting all this other material in the future. We're, we have this great TV show that we were all wondering what it was going to be like. And I think The Mandalorian has surpassed all of our expectations and it's not every episode of every tv show they're going to make is going to be good but at the same time it's something they can do we're getting books we're getting comic books we're going to get other movies and like you guys have said we have each other i could talk about star wars with a lot of friends online and i could talk about it with you guys every week and i could talk about it with my kids i could share it with my kids it's just i'm glad that i'm not the the only kid that I was back in high school who was into this sort <laughs> of thing true. or true. who this meant that much to, you know, I, I, I have a people now and right. it, t- it took a long time to get here, but it's <laughs> these, these are the good times. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. yeah. I, I always feel, I always feel uh, a bit sorry for the people who um, say things like, Oh, star Wars is dead to me or star Wars is ruined for me. Yeah. Um, I, I feel sorry for them for that split second until they until they start being an asshole to somebody else, and then I'm like, oh, okay, fuck off, I don't care anymore. But <laughs> I I do I do find myself feeling sorry for them because you know to me the next three things in Star Wars, the next ten things in Star Wars could suck. They could be the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, but it, it 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 wouldn't really matter in the end to me because. Like we've been, like we've all been saying to to some in some form or another, it's it's the friendships, the relationships, it's everything that goes with Star Wars on a, on a human personal level that that makes it great at this point. Uh, you know, the movies. You know, there was a time we didn't think there were going to be any more movies, and exactly. yet we were all we were still doing podcasts and and stuff about it and, and talking about it. It it was it, it was just because we loved it, and we and that was what we wanted to talk about and and you know so when somebody you know when a movie comes along that, that doesn't work it's like well that's a shame but uh it's all gravy now because we've got we've got our people that we can talk star wars with good the good the bad and and uh and and everything in between and you know i, I have some friends who who don't care for uh last jedi rise of skywalker mm-hmm. not i haven't seen it yet uh, last jedi force awakens <laughs> all that all that stuff but for them it's it's the same it's like yeah okay i, I didn't really like it but uh you know i love going to conventions love dressing up as, as star wars characters i love uh, hanging out with star wars people and so yeah if somebody asks my ask my opinion of those movies i'll tell you what i think but uh you know i'm not here to they're, they're not interested in stopping anybody from having fun they just want to be part they want to be part of the fun themselves and it just shows that you can. You don't have to. You don't have to love it. But uh. you make a great point because when you say it's it's like gravy, I I feel the same way. It feels like I'm playing with house money. I hit the jackpot. I'm good. If you want to suck mm-hmm. for for the next three four years, three or four yeah. movies or series, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I've had a great time. You know, you I went. You. I hit yeah. I, I hit blackjack. I won shit ton of money. I got the comp buffet. I'm good. <laughs> you can suck for a while. It's yeah, all good. Got my memory of all the times that that we won. So that's right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I have a hard time personally imagining a Star Wars movie or or something that I just absolutely couldn't find something yeah. about that I like. And that's that's always sort of been one of my things. So like playing original music, you'd always end up in these uh, 
these shows where they would the promoter they'd put like three bands on the bill and some guys i was in this band with you know we're out there trying to get a record deal and everybody's competing with each other but the every band that would open for us would like me those guys nah. and i would always find something about those bands that i liked mm-hmm. because there was there was something to like and it you know what i'll tell you it felt a lot better internally viewing the situation that way than it did any other way like having a lot of negativity associated with it. But dude, I love Star Wars so much. Like all the faults that that people want to shout about, the the handful of people that do shout about it. Dude, that's the stuff that is endearing to me. And I'll tell you, it, it's been such a part of... Well, just just let me give you this as an example. My dad took me to see Star Wars when I was a kid. Dude, I'm old. I was a little bitty guy, and I still remember. I mean, very specifically. Not yeah, my dad took me. See, I, dude, I remember exactly like where we were sitting and what it felt like, and what my brain was thinking whenever I saw this movie. And you know, years and years later, I took my dad to go see The Force Awakens, and like everything's turned around. And it That's was crazy. like such a moving experience to have. And then you do something as simple as my dad. He is 71, I think. Yeah, 71. You know, I've, I've made a couple of lightsabers and the most recent one I made. That's a story for another time. Uh, dude, you would think my 70 year old, 71 year old dad would see something like this and be like, yeah, man, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars to make this that he, that somebody like that would be like, it was so dumb. Dude, <laughs> I put that saber in my dad's hand and watched him turn into a kid. Aww. And just how it blows his mind because it puts him right there in that sense of wonderment that just spans all ages. And, dude, that speaks volumes Yeah, just in and of itself, man. And that's – I couldn't imagine being a part of making these films, what that must feel like to see this drawn to a close. But anyway, it's gosh, star Wars rules. I mean, for me, I I've gone from getting detentions in high school for standing up for my shit, you know, <laughs> like standing up for myself to now all of a sudden, you know, being able to meet everyone and being able to just, now it's truly an event for me. You know, it used to just be okay. Star Wars is out or, you know, whatever other geek stuff I was, I'm into. And I w- like King Tom said, you know, I was the only kid. Like I was the only guy, you know, in high school, like it was just me. And if I did find other people, it's cool, you know, and it was kind of, Hey guys, shut up about that, you know, but now yeah. it's, now it's mm-hmm. like, all right, you know what? It's, it's our time now, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And it's really, really, I'm not going to be sad that it's ending. I'm really excited for everything else that's coming out. Right. I'm really, really, really happy that now these things have become an event. Like we're going to go see this thing and we're going to see it in a big group. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, uh, when can you make it? No, it's like 25 strong. We're legit going, Hey, we bought tickets cause we're all going to go see this thing. <laughs> so not only are we, you know, in an immediate group going to be able to re re, you know, re recount the thing and talk about it. We're going to come and record this podcast. And then we're going to also have Twitter and we're going to have all kinds of ways to reach out to each and every one of us and everybody out there. And, you know, feel this whole thing. And it's, I don't know how you can hate this. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't well, understand. Yeah, like Dom said, I feel sorry for people that do. Because, how you mm-hmm. can, can hate something. I mean, and I, I trust me, I've been on that side yes, when I've seen yeah. things. You know, I've seen <laughs> things and I go, what the bleep is that? 
But you're allowed to cuss on this podcast. It's a different thing when it's it's different when you nitpick at some of the things that people have been bitching about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, that's the point. Like, there's some valid reasons to be upset about adaptations mm-hmm. and things like that. And then there's other things where, what the hell, man? You really are upset about that? <laughs> Star Wars is dead to you for that little thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. a little weird. Okay. That, I mean, you're going to throw away, you know, for some of us that are in our forties, people are literally going to throw away, you know, 30 something years of their life or whatever they've remembered. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm done. I'm, oh, this, I'm over this whole thing. No, man, this is just getting better. Like we're going into our golden whatever is going to happen. And we got all this coming with us too. Look at that little video. A little yeah. video sparked this whole conversation. And that just sent me back to celebration. Like that literally mm-hmm. sent me right back to hanging out at celebration and just the streets of Chicago at that time just had a different feel, man. Like, yeah. Just, it was, it felt, felt like we were all one big family. Which is we're all very like, rare, you know. Hey, where are we going to lunch together? You know, and all that kind of stuff, and it just really brought a lot of people together. Yeah, that, and that's what's the best thing about uh, celebration and conventions in general is is it's not about the again, it's not about the panels or the reveals as fucking awesome as those can be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, you know, the the moments that uh, you really savor and, and cherish are just the moments of hanging out and uh it, we've we've had a we've had a booth at the last mm-hmm. uh three star wars celebrations the star wars underworld has had a booth there and like the first time we did it i was sort of like i don't know if i really want to do this i don't want to just sit here all day i want to be out seeing things and now it's my favorite thing to do is just sit at the booth and talk to people as they come by whether be it friends people who listen to the podcast or just New people that are like, hey, what, what are you guys? What are these crazy buttons that you've got a thousand of <laughs> on your table here? Like, what, what's going on? You know, one of the, the things I really enjoy in the video is, is looking at all of those events that they have footage from and knowing like, oh, wow, oh, wow, I was there. And, and again, you know, the memories of being there are stronger than the memories of whatever was revealed again, as great as it was. Yeah, that's true. It's all about the memories and the connections you make with people that listen to you, your podcast or podcasters or friends. It's, uh, yeah. and, and for people that have never been, especially people that live down here in Southern California, definitely try to make it this time celebration yeah. 2020. It's going to be a lot of fun. And with all the Mando stuff coming out, Jimmy Crickets, yeah. we're going to talk about episode three in a second, but all right, Eric, anything, uh, other than I know that they did a good morning America panel, right? And the interview with a bunch of, cast members and JJ? Well, the, the most interesting thing from that whole thing, in in my personal opinion, is JJ talking about how they lost a script and it popped up for sale on eBay. <laughs> and Pappas, Mike Pappas, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's, I think there's so many layers to this thing that I'm not sure where to start. Number one, that somebody was careless enough to, to lose it. They he, he wouldn't tell who it was. He was really careful to not give away anything that might help narrow down who it might be. That person's been eliminated. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, but but uh, but the fact that the person who ended up with it thought, you know what, I'm going to do. Nobody will ever find out. I'm going to put this on eBay. <laughs> this is really going to work ass. out. <laughs> Freaking I, Jason I just, Ward. <laughs> you think you'd be smarter than that, Ward? Oh my gosh, man. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty wild. 
he did show the TV spot where it's it's actually a section, mm-hmm. a piece of film where the it's the sequence where they're uh, being pursued by the I, for, I don't know what for lack of a better word the tread bikes. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know a single runner snowmobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they called it the tread tread speeder at uh, celebration. Oh, there you go. We spotted the fugitives. Anyway, it's that scene. It's really cool. Uh, it's it's got some classic Star Wars comedy in it. That somehow this is where the fandom, some of the fandom oh, went that's off what the they rails. About. On. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, little, because little, little, first little, of little. all, it, it's stupid that they have these. Why do they have treads when there's been hover technology for all these years? <laughs> and the catapulting the the jet troopers up in the air. That's dumb. Why would you need that? Well, I, in my head, I like to imagine. First of all, anybody who's ever been into uh, like rocketeering and rocketry at all is that getting a a rocket moving is the requires the most energy <laughs> get a life nerd but so so any little bit helps but but also i think it's so the jetpack probably doesn't burn off the back of the thing that, but getting <laughs> them very, throw them up in the air point. first how about this it looks fucking cool you jackasses <laughs> that, maybe that that's why they did the, it you fucking morons reason, yes. <laughs> yeah God, that's damn that's, that's the kind of thing where you're looking for something to complain about. Yeah, that's what dude. you're complaining about. Uh, there's there's nothing to complain about in that scene. It's it's a cool, fun action scene. If if you're whining about that, dude, yeah. it looked cool, so that's why they did it. That's it. Well, yeah. But then the other good point was the the dialogue where three PO says they fly now, and Finn's like they fly now, and Poe's like they fly now. No. Because well, in canon, you know, in the comic books of Poe Dameron, he's definitely seen him flying. You know, Finn's a stormtrooper, and you know, by God, jetpacks have been being uh, used in the, the, the Clone Wars. And, and, and Star Wars adventure scenes aren't broken up by comedy. I heard that one too. Oh, <laughs> they aren't, huh? Just look at any Star Wars adventure <laughs> right. scene, and there's comedy in there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just thought, what a what a deal, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was kind of critical of the comedy in, in Last Jedi. Like, I hate that opening scene between Poe and, and Hux with the oh. passion. Oh, you uh, mean the best part of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this, like, this, like, they, they can fly now, they can fly now, they can fly. Like, that, to me, just, that feels like something out of, that feels like something George would have written. Yeah, it, totally. It was at his best of, like, just, it. it's not... It's not necessarily an original joke of three people repeating the same thing over and over just with different intonation, uh, but it works every time because it's just sort of a classic bit. If you're complaining about that. This don't go. Right. Missing, Re- refund your ticket because I know you already have one. Yeah, we could use refund more your seats. Ticket. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of other people yeah. that could go with us instead of you guys Jesus. out there. I don't know. It, regardless. Now, there is something in Star Wars that it seems like for the most part, everybody likes, right? Uh, except, surprisingly, for Matt Frost, I do want to say this week mm-hmm. on The Bad Motivators, he wrote a song about how he doesn't like this particular part of Star Wars. But I'm going to combine two things here, because we're talking about The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But I also want to have a music minute. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I wish this was me. I was going to say, is that you? That's really good, man. 
the name hooked to it. It's just DSC. Oh. I'm pretty sure he, the one dude played all the stuff. That is it's very well done. Badass. Let it get into it. go on about, about quarter note triplets that right. dun, 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 those are quarter note triplets yeah, dude. very dope d s c steve a d sent me a oh, link steve to a d. oh nice a video of this and i was like and what sucks dude i mean it doesn't suck because it's so good i'm so glad that the guy did it but i had just talked uh, on monday night when we were recording the bad motivators so it's like dude Got got some time off this weekend. All I need is time. I want to record oh. like a, a version of this. Dude, there's no way I could have that good. That was too good. That Everything was really about good. it was great. That was really good. Yeah. Can I ask you a, a, a question as a music, musician, Eric? When you hear something like that, can you figure out how to play it on your own? Typically, or, yeah. Okay. Because I always, like, you see people, you know, the day after the new Star Wars movie comes out, they'll, they'll be like acoustic guitar covers of Ray's theme. I remember seeing that after The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And just, they, they're like instantaneous. I'm like, is the sheet music already out? Or how are they doing it? I didn't know if it's something. It's crazy. If it's a gift or just anyone could do it. Yeah, so, I mean, there are some people who, like, I've, I've played with several, and it tends to be like classical musicians, which surprises me the most. But they can sight read so well. That the notion of having to pick something out by ear, it's like, are you kidding me? Why would I do that? And they have a, an amazing sense of pitch and stuff, but they are so used to reading that, like, learning stuff by ear. But I am, like, weirdly good, a weirdly good transcriptionist. Okay. Like, I can, because so I did the Trans-Siberian Orchestra tribute thing, which we're gearing up for right now. And, like, I'll take the music and write out everybody's parts. Dude, I don't know how to play piano, but I can sure write sheet music for it. And I'm really good at like nailing down the nuances of it. But yeah, people just, they just figure it out. But that's very well done. The orchestration, yeah. the way he divided it up with the acoustic guitars and electric guitars. And you can even the simplest, boop, boop, the mm-hmm. playing harmonics mm-hmm. on an guitar with it. It's, it's super well done. Well, hello there, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Araj from the Sith List, bringing you holiday greetings, obviously, as you can tell by the silky smooth Christmas sounds in the background. I'm here to remind you that it's that time of year where you forget about yourself for a couple weeks and do something phenomenal for someone else. That's right. It's time to help support the Kessel Toy Run. Team up with the MakingStarWars.net, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, Rogue One, and The Sith List. It's an opportunity for you to share your love of Star Wars and do something special for a child ages 1 to 12 that will be spending their holidays at a hospital. Now, there's a couple ways you can do this. Starting November 1st, all the way up to December 18th, you can either go to Amazon.com, look up, find a list or registry, search the Kessel Toy Run at gmail.com, pick out some stuff, and then send it that way. Or you can just pick out items that are unopened and send them via the Kessel Toy Run, 3217 Carson Street, number 111, Lakewood, California, 90712. Kessel Toy Run has become an official nonprofit, a 501c3 charity and tax ID will be given upon request. 
You can find more details and more information at makingstarwars.net. So get out there, do something great this year. Thanks for listening and happy holidays. Let's talk about the show, man. Yes. So you, Dom and Araj, have already discussed this episode, chapter three, mm-hmm. The Sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll, everybody's seen it. Anybody who's listened to this has seen this episode. So I haven't seen let it. me. Liar. What's that? No, I haven't seen it. He's a liar. We don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyhow. God, you totally threw me off, man. Yeah, why'd you do that? <laughs> so we're not going to sit here and, and go through through you know through the plot beat by beat, but uh, just real quick, first of all, did you think anybody take this that he would actually let the baby out of his possession or his grasp at all? Uh, yeah, I I figured it would play out more or less the way it did up until the ending when uh you know the mandalorians all descended <laughs> into the frame uh but i i figured he would he would drop off uh baby yoda or as we call him on radio razor crest yiddle uh i figured he would drop off yiddle and then um you know have that moment where he of self-doubt where he realizes oh crap i've done the wrong thing i gotta go back and get him and so, you know, the episode was playing out more or less the way I figured it would mm-hmm. until, you know, that sort of that moment with the Mandalorians, which I, I had wasn't expecting until the the finale at the earliest. Uh, you know, it sort of seemed like that was kind of that would kind of be a, a great way to end a season. Instead, it's a great way to end episode three, which uh, I'll take that as well. I didn't know that he was going to actually take off and then come back. I thought shit was going to go down right when he got there, because when they kind of teased you with the stormtrooper and saying, watch watch out you watch out okay he's starting to get a little pissed off you know at that point i was yeah. like oh it's going down right now yeah. but no i, I he obviously smart took the bounty i kind of want to think the ice cream maker that's right i kind of want to think he did turn him in got all hooked up with some awesome armor <laughs> he said i'll come back and then he said i'm coming back as a smart uh, move actually it, right I, I mean it doesn't seem like it but i'm gonna go ahead and take that went full metal gear solid right yeah, there right? I just, just went in there and <laughs> Legit said, okay, I'm going to go get all my upgrades, and then, uh, yep. oh, wait a minute. Let me go back and get the baby. I thought he was going to do it right there, but it, it, thinking it out right now, it makes total sense why he didn't. Now, he was about to take off. There was no joke. He was, uh, he he was, was ready to go. He was ready to go if he didn't see that yeah. knob. Yeah, if, if Yiddle hadn't uh, taken it earlier, it was uh, Smart know, move, Yiddle. Smart move. Yeah. Smart little cookie. The episode the- just went all these directions I didn't expect it to go until later. Mm. That's all. So, yeah, Sam. Man, I did think that it was all going to go down right there because, mm-hmm. like you said, with the stormtrooper and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm gl- I, I appreciate the way they did do it because I do think that he needed like that guilt to settle in, and um, it also gave us a chance to handily pick up some slight backstory beats of what's up with the Mandalorians without them having to be. That's right. If you'll recall, the great purge was blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know what I mean? They didn't have to beat you over the head with it. It was very organic the way they told the story and seeing the, the heavy Mandalorian and the Mandalorian get into, Oh, by the way, (laughs) I was trying to convince my kids that his name was the first name, the last name. Mandalorian. (laughs) 
But Stella, dude, my little girl, she's way too smart for that. So I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm an idiot. But anyway, it's going, Dad, how dumb are you? <laughs> and yeah. how dumb do you think I am? <laughs> the, the, uh, Oh my gosh, dude. When they, so when those, those two get into it, and I mean, the vibroblades come out and they're like slashing at each other's armor oh. right away. <laughs> and how cool it is that the armorer, she doesn't even get excited. Yeah. <laughs> She's nope. just, she talks to him very directly. And that's when we get their whole mantra. This is the way. And, uh, just a little side story Which about that, awesome. man. Yo, dude. You know, I told you, so like my wife, I, I knew that she had enjoyed the show. <laughs> But I didn't know at what level. So Friday morning, episode drops. I'm trying to watch it before the kids go to school. And I had to leave, too. So I only saw part of it. Came home, watched the whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God. And when the, on the part when the Mandalorians showed up at the end, like I had that stupid <laughs> doofus look on my face. And I realized it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm so glad nobody saw me. Maybe it's because I was floored. But anyway. I told Amanda, look, it's safe for the kids to go ahead and watch, you know, if you guys want to watch it. And I had a gig that night. Dude, at some point, just at random, she texts me, this is the way. <laughs> and dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I've never been hornier for my wife than I was at that moment right there. I'm like, that's right. That's right. So she, yeah, she's way into it, man. Which that is, that is ultra ultra rad so here in that that's a great sign though that is a great sign for star wars by the way oh yeah because lorraine is really into it to a fact where she's like don't watch it without me and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) what like what and i was thinking in my head wow this is a winner so now we have to get her tickets to a celebration yeah well yeah i think she wants to go one day (laughs) yeah so what's crazy is we were talking about the dialogue real quick, and we already have two great lines, right? Like, I have spoken this is a way. Imagine that, Les, if we, tomorrow we go up to our, me and Les and I work at the same spot. I'm going to go up to our boss. You stand right next to me. And I'm going to say, hey, we deserve raises. I have spoken. I'm going to walk out, look at him, and say, this is the way. This and turn is the around. way. How great would it be if that shit just played out in real well, life? Well, not only that, I think that would work. <laughs> I think that There'd would be other people work. with us. This they would all say, say this they is don't the way. Say, this is the this way. way. Just and then they'd out. all walk out with me. With us. Be fantastic. We can work just that. Just quietly on. work it in there and have them go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That'd be awesome. Don't what, you agree? What would work better is a petition, though. If you guys put oh. a petition together. Oh, yeah. Really why are you going to bring it down? Why are you going to bring it down? So I want to throw something out there, man, which I think is hilarious. So they use this word. Werner Herzog said it in the first episode when he had told him he had a Camtono Beskar waiting for him. Mm. And uh, Grief Car- Carl Weathers pronounced it uh, Camtono, right? But that's the, the ice cream maker. That word, it's, a, it's slang for ice cream, which I think rules. Is that, it really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? That is a fake thing. This is my yeah. favorite fact ever. No yeah. way. Th- that is hilarious, That man. is so cool. Say, I. Say, I. <laughs> love. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> That's adorable. That is really cute. I. <laughs> want. <laughs> ice cream. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's rad. <laughs> so they use so that as the, that. That is so cool. That's a great thing. Oh. Isn't that something, That man? is really cool. Very cool. <laughs> what the heck are you saying? Say ice. Ice. Cream. cream. Say I. I. Want. Want. Ice cream. 
I'm so nervous. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's wonderful. That's what they're calling the ice cream maker. That's really cool. Uh, that's golly, what a deep cut, man. That is anyhow. Cool. I think just well, that, <laughs> what a neat touch. So okay, so back to the episode. Sorry. When when you realize when he goes into the cantina and grief card is sitting there and he shows them the best car, you think what the. Why would you whip that out in front of him right there? Hey, look at me. I'm rich too. But I love the way that comes back in the story mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Little callback. Yeah. It's because, really good. Yeah. Because, you know, he knew it was there. And, uh, like for, for whatever reason, even though they're in this heated situation, they're still like this respect where they don't want to hurt each other. Oh, so is that what you think? So that's what Lorraine asked me. Did he purposely shoot at that exact spot because he knew he was, wasn't going to kill him? I said yes. yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, I think, no so I think so too. I think so too. I didn't even consider that because I just I didn't, didn't either. To kill, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. he wanted to kill him. Oh. Yeah, he, he didn't want to kill him. Grief Carger didn't want to kill him either. He no. was, you know, saying, because otherwise he would have just shot him the second he jumped out behind him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the shit. But yeah, he did it on purpose. He was being a good grief. Yeah, well, that's why, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he left, you know, he, he didn't, like just eject him out of the airlock. He left him out there on his back on the ground. Right. And he and used the carbonite freezing stuff, right? To distract yeah. him. Well, yeah. Just to, yeah. Just to, yeah, just to mess hide with him. from him and right. shot him right there on purpose, which uh, that was, that was a really cool little story device, I think. Uh, so when he goes and, uh, I love how grief carga is like ripping on everybody else there <laughs> and talking about how yeah, he didn't great. give a shit. Yeah. The Mandalorian is. Look at him. None of them could do it, but you did. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> no wonder they all want to kill him later. Exactly. I I love the way grief or Carl Weathers goes Mando. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> it's got a great accent, right? Is yeah. it even an accent? That's not how he talks. I just like, think it's the way he says it. Yeah, yeah Mando. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Mando. Go to the toilet mats. Prostitution and drug taking. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the straight up like '80s action movie. Mando, oh, yeah. great news! We've <laughs> got your trailer. That's fantastic. It's action Jackson, so right there, yo. No, no. The what, what, it, yeah, what it what it reminded me of was in Predator when Arnold's like Dutch. You're like <laughs> Mando. I was waiting for them just to have a, a mid air arm wrestle. Little, I was like, yes, yeah. He pushing too many pencils. What's yeah. about a Hawkins? CAA got you pushing too many pencils. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Was, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, please, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So when, when he goes, when he heads to, to go get the baby and he, <laughs> he rips that, the, like the door <laughs> butler droid rips its head off and it like screams. Dude, that gave me such a weird sense of satisfaction. <laughs> oh, yeah, those things are fucking annoying. Every time that thing but, speaks, I, I feel like it's uh, cussing him out in his language. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure it is. But, <laughs> so I got to ask you this. When he goes around the back and you see the, uh, the floating bassinet, I guess is what it, what it most closely resembles, sitting in the trash, dude. Yeah. Something about that, like it wounded my soul. Oh, yeah, <laughs> his too. He was pissed. Yeah, he's like everybody's gonna die. Yeah, everybody, this is like John Wick killing, yeah, killing his much. dog. Yeah, exactly. He's like everybody's gonna die. Watching the Mandalorian take down the troopers, I thought mm. that ruled. 
because yeah. you you realize what a stealthy badass he is and how it wasn't just the same thing happening over and over to every single trooper he encountered. Mm-hmm. There was like a little special twist on every last thing. And then the whole Iron Man bit <laughs> with the whistling birds. That, that was very cool. Came out. That was really cool. And then something like him grabbing the one with the grappling hook. I just, oh. that, that is a rad well, that's, little tool to have. Speak, speaking mm-hmm. to Dom on, on the podcast, uh, this, this last episode, I told him, I think that's the most adult themed action sequences we've ever seen in any Star Wars. Because oh, yeah. We, we, we do see Vader kill everybody in Rogue One, but that's lightsaber. I mean, this was like, I mean, he was just in a manic, crazed, like he was effing people like up. I get it. Mode. This one was he calculated. Yeah, yeah, that, that he was burned somebody alive. That was he, my big one. I was like, that guy grappled somebody to death. Yeah, the, and he got the guy from behind with a fucking knife. I mean, he was just stealth about it. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've seen battle-wise in any Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah. So once he gets to the point where, okay, hang on, let me back up just a little bit. I'm mm. sorry. So when he's it, it's surveilling the place and he's able to listen and hear Werner Herzog talking to Dr. Pershing, and he says, get what you need from the creature and get rid of it. And then he mentions a he. Who's the he? Who do you think? It's got to be Giancarlo Esposito. It's got to be his character. Mm. <laughs> now, I considered that. But I also considered the possibility that it's Palpatine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. that Because, dude, when Grasso came on the show and he said, we're going to... F- find some reference to that really deep seated people in the empire know that he's still alive. And so that made me wonder, you know, here's a species that lives hundreds and hundreds of years just naturally. Is that, is that why they want the DNA? What's the, what's the deal? But that, I was just curious about that, who you thought the he might be. Yeah. I, I just assumed it was uh, Giancarlo Esposito or somebody else that we would find out uh, about who ha- had some, plans for the future i sort of thought maybe this would be somebody who would yeah could connect with the first order in some way but i hadn't uh followed the dots all the way till palpatine but that's you know you make a compelling case that you know mm-hmm. that here's a species that can live for hundreds of years and that's what palpatine wants to do mm. and it, from the trailer, at least it looks like it, you know what little we've seen of him from the back in, in Rise of Skywalker. It looks like he's you know hooked up to some medical things that are keeping him alive. And yeah, so he, he's he, you know maybe maybe they're using some some Yoda DNA to just sort of keep him alive. Maybe it's sort of like a unicorn blood in the Harry Potter books, where it's sort of it'll keep you alive, but it's not really everything you need. What a mindfuck would be. If Palpatine is this little cute little baby, <laughs> he's such an ass. He's a he's fucking horrible. Oh baby. He's just God. like he's just like baby Yoda, but he's just a cute little baby sitting on there. Force lightning he's coming like, out of three fingers. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unlimited power. Yeah. Exactly. Change my diaper again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. man, but you know, John Carlos know, might be working under. And as you know, he might be, Palpatine might be doing his puppet master shit again. Who knows? That is a very interesting thing that he would want his DNA because he would live way longer. Very, very cool. I, so, I, yeah. So, okay. So that leads me into this. Okay. I'm going to jump over a couple of spots here. Just one real quick. Hmm. We f- had found out, we found out earlier that the tracking fobs that 
some of the other bounty hunters had were given to them by, I wish we knew Werner Herzog's character's name, the client, mm-hmm. given to him by him because he wanted to ensure that the package was retrieved. But do you think that IG-11, who had a direct order to, to kill the, the child, do you think he was contracted by someone else? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought he did. I thought he was in that first episode or after that first episode. And it, you guys are absolutely right. It doesn't quite add up. But I also think that, you know, Herzog, he tells the, the Mando in the first episode, right? We'll, we'll pay you a little bit less if you bring him back dead. And, and maybe these, uh, these other bounty hunters that he, he hired are just like, ah, whatever. It's easier just to kill the thing. I'll, yeah, I'll bring him back. He's exactly right. I, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence here and, and just say, I, I could see it go, going either way. Okay. So while, when he finds the baby, and whatever that thing is, the, you know, the hospital bed, whatever. And the doctor's there and he's, the doctor's cowering in fear. I was pretty impressed that the first thing he says is don't hurt him. Mm-hmm. It's, he's just a child. And you, because obviously I was expecting him to beg for his own life, not the child's life. Do you see this thing about, uh, Werner Herzog? Cause I guess on set they were saying they thought about, uh, replacing the puppet with CGI. And he replied, if you do that, you are cowards. <laughs> oh, shit. That's Damn. awesome. That's awesome. That, that is typical Herzog. I guess he's pretty enamored with it. Yeah. That's really cool. Which well, I think not, is really Who's cool. not, man? That yeah, really. Oh, dude. Thing is yeah. Lorena asked yeah, me today, I, do they sell like little like toys of it yet? Um, soon. Like, soon. I, I said, I not yet, that. but it's coming. Oh, it's coming. The money machine is definitely finding a way to put mm-hmm. that out. I saw a, you know, one of these fly by night companies that pop up on Facebook and uh, they had a, it's normally $60, but today it's only $30. This, it's a PVC baby Yoda. And I get the vibe that the pictures that they were using were actually taken from some other toy manufacturer's property. Oh, shit. But dude, it said, it shows it's five inches tall. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, anyhow. And they were already had several five-star reviews on the product, too, which I thought was pretty impressive. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. anyhow, anyhow. So, uh, fast forward, he's got mm. the baby, off he goes, all the tracking fobs are going crazy. So you got to assume that either the doctor, which I thought he was going to take the doctor with him. Mm-hmm. At first. Yeah, I thought so, too. But either the doctor or Werner Herzog, like raises triggers those things to go off again, like an alarm, you know, go find this guy. He's got that. He's got my baby. And my so he's baby. walking through town and we get to see the scene that uh, Dominic paced when he was on the show. Yeah. That he our boy to. Dominic. And dude, he had some like solid screen time. He sure did. Great shots of his character oh, in yeah. full regalia with his blaster and everything. So good on him, man. He was so excited. I texted him right when I saw it, and he said, oh, my God, I am so excited. I am so happy. He's like, I'm going tomorrow, hang out with the 501st, and uh, celebrate and watch it again with them. So I'm glad. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that whole scene at the end, man, it's just I thought it was pretty rad, and it's funny because it never occurred to me until I, it came out of my mouth when I was talking about it to set on the on the, the motivators is that here he is he's holding that baby in his arm and he's fighting off all these people and i'm like you know 
that's sort of like my wife right there. Whenever when our kids were little and she's holding them and yet still accomplishing more than I could ever hope mm-hmm. to do. Like it's right, just right. part of it's just how you do it. It's what you got to do. It just you becomes do part it. of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching him trying to protect this child and being so badass about it. And then you see like Grief Karga, he shoots at the the droid and pulling that sled instead of shooting at the Mandalorian. And, you know, under the guise of, you know, don't hurt the asset. But I do think that with what we were talking about earlier with with the Mandalorian shooting the Beskar on purpose, knowing that it would knock him down, but not not hurt him. Ultimately, I feel like that that there was more to it than just not hurting the baby. I yeah. think that there's a there's yeah like there's a, a bond there there's a respect yeah. mm-hmm. for sure yep. yeah and going yeah. back to that but, scene uh, where where you know the the droid is shot and the little cart stops the emotion that they're able to convey without many words without much dialogue is pretty good I give them kudos mm-hmm. and I give Pedro Pascal kudos and everything because you get a sense of oh shit this is, this is a bit dark and you know he does care for you know the child without actually hearing anything you don't hear him talk about it or anything like that yeah the little moves of him giving him giving him back the little knob and stuff like that so he the 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 emotion that they're able to convey i give them much much kudos. which is big props to him and as much as we give props to adam driver for being mm-hmm. able to, to be behind mm-hmm. that mask and still feel his emotions yeah. I, I feel it with pedro pascal yeah and he doesn't say anything you know adam driver says a ton more than he oh yeah does. so yeah so major kudos yeah concur i do i did think it was really cool too man just how much emotion they were able to put in the scene of him seeing that that the the balls missing off the top mm-hmm. of that that lever mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, you're just looking at a helmet but just the way the body language is and i really doubt that that's pedro pascal in there <laughs> but um <laughs> they say it's him for like 90 percent of it right oh i don't know yeah i, don't I heard know. it's he's in there yeah, but regardless, it, it, it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. It and it's it's a testament. It's a testament to Pedro or whoever's under the mask mm-hmm. uh, in those scenes. It's also a testament to the directing uh, and the and the editing of those scenes that they're able to to you know find the right angle to get that shot that conveys so much emotions with that blank helmet and then cut it together in such a way that again, it ties it all together. Like it's, 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 it's just a masterclass in, in, you know, filmmaking without dialogue going back to, you know, what they used to have to do back in the, you know, the, the early days of film. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic stuff. It really is. And as much as we talk shit now on, even though I still watch it, the walking dead in the last couple of seasons, this is how important directing and editing is because yeah. the direction and editing in the walking dead, the la- last season was good season before yeah. sucked. This season is God awful, but I'm still fighting through it and I'm still watching it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I could see yeah. the direction we'll, we'll is so bad. Yeah, it is. And, and the acting is still great. The writing is okay. It's pretty good, but the direction and editing is so awful that it just completely ruins the whole the show and yeah. and they should start watching the Mandalorian. No, and they, they should remember how they used to do things. Well, they should talk to Deborah Chow, yeah, who yeah. directed the episode, mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, uh, can you give us some pointers, please? Or just Shit. take over the rest of the show." <sighs> She's pretty busy these days. She's of gotta, course, just, yeah, of course, and got to take Eric Kenobi first. Yeah, Kenobi, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's understood because she rocked it with this episode. And actually, all all three episodes so far have oh, been fantastic. pretty solid. But yeah, she, for sure, she's getting a ton of credit and getting well deserved, well deserved due for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenobi's in good hands, that's for sure. 
So just to wrap this up, man, mm-hmm. when the when the Mandalorians came zooming in to save the day, like I said, I and I'm kind of annoyed at myself for not seeing that coming. Because I'm like, <laughs> I, how's it going to get out of this? Yeah, what are they going to do now? And, and when it happened, I was like, holy crap! <laughs> I mean, what what did that what did that do to you guys? Were you, I'm going to say this. I, I think it was coming because of what happened when they went to get the armor made by the fort at the forge. You know, mm-hmm. when he went to get his armor made, I think even you think though they at had the a, end of what happened. Yeah. I think at the end when they all got angry, you know, when the, the heavy Mandalore got angry and said some things and then, you know, they had a little scuffle. John and, Favreau, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Smith just sat there and she just, you know, at the end of it all, you know, this is the way I, I think it was good. I think right there he was accepted. Well, I, th- I I don't think so. I think he was accepted when they found out that the puck or the marker was lit up again. He went back to get the baby, and they had a sense of that baby is like a foundling. Like he did the right thing. He went uh, back uh-huh. and did the right thing. And we're gonna. Okay, back I, can, my, I guess I can up. combo yeah. that and be like, okay, he yep. went and did the right mm-hmm. thing. But I also think that you know once she, yeah once she said this once is she the way. said her thing yeah. and like we're family know, said her piece and said yeah. this is all we got, guys. This is it. Just yeah. us right here. You know, that, that helped out a lot. So I right. kind of expected something. I just didn't expect it to that scale, man, because they came in like, dude, yeah. like the Magnificent Seven, man. They came in here yeah, and nice. just laid down some law, dude. It was awesome, man. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I, um, I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought if, if we were ever going to get a moment like that, it would be in season two or three, or at the very least at the end of season one to have it at episode three, I thought was just awesome. But yeah, I, I sort of like you, Eric, I was kind of sitting there going like, how is he getting out of this? What's going to happen? And the, the fact that it, it paid off everything, like everything in that scene that you guys were talking about with the, with the armor at, at the, at the forge where they, you know, they set up this sort of, Mega Mando or whatever his whatever his name is or the John Favreau character he's you know he's kind of calling out the Mandalorian for working with the enemy and working with uh, the Empire and and you know work doing something that they know is wrong and that it is goes against their code and goes against you know even his own upbringing it, you know the it seems from those flashbacks the the Mando wasn't a born a Mandalorian but he was brought in to the Mandalorian he was saved by Mandalorians and raised by Mandalorians and is expected to pay that forward. And he didn't do that. You know, here was somebody else who was, here's, here's baby Yoda. Here's Yiddle. Who's somebody else who's in trouble. And instead of helping him, the Mando turns him over for a payday. And so he has to go and make things right. And he has Mm -hmm. to go when he makes that decision, the other Mandalorians are then sort of able to justify helping him out because he is actually upholding their values. And that's right. That's right. Their moral values. But it came at a cost to them because now they have to yep. Yep. relocate. Yeah. The, you know, they're all out of hiding. So it's it's an interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm here for it. it it's just very <laughs> yeah. interesting from a, a a number of ways. It really is. What did you, King Tom? What did you think when they you saw him zipping through the sky? I practically, it, you know, it's what not even six o'clock in the morning for me. I w- I wake up early to watch it. I jumped off my couch when I saw it. I didn't expect to see it. It was. Better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I thought something was going to happen where Baby Yoda used the Force or something. Yeah, that's uh, what they were leading to. It'd be like, the, he kept looking at him, hey, dude, do something, man. Do something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick something right. up, yo. Great episode. And if this is what we're getting already, oh my yeah. God, the season finale. Was there anything about it, about the episode, that was a minus for you? Yes. I'm going to get some shit. 
Oh, dude, I, I'm on the same page, and that's why I opened the door for you to walk uh, through. Thanks. Um, I'll lead off on this. The very end, the salute was a little cheesy for me. Oh. <laughs> okay, now I'm saying this. Let me preface this. I, I don't remember in Clone Wars, and maybe Dom can help me out here, King Tom. Does that happen in the Clone Wars or Rebels where the Mandalorians salute each other like that when they separate? Cause if yeah. that's, if that, if that did happen, then I totally take it back. And that's John Favreau kind of giving the fans a little, little fan service, which is cool with me. Not everything needs to be a callback though. There can be certain moments of, of respect and a little nod. Right. But, but it little, just you know, was very, oh, come on. America. Like, oh, it, yeah, I, I didn't like it. It's a jetpack. Of course it's bitching. Yeah, he's no. flying around. Yeah, it, it was cheesy. And it's a nice way to show that he's still, you know, that they're still alive. I that think they, made I think it. they, they didn't no. need to do that because <laughs> oh, them God. coming in, them doing what they did for him made him realize they did it the nod. Or it. Exactly. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> exactly. This is what it was. <laughs> I thought it was Maverick and Iceman out there. Uh, then you should be happy about it. You should be like, yeah, yes. I didn't want. I don't want a Top want Gun to- moment in Star Wars. You should have. You should have been like, why aren't they playing volleyball on the beach shirtless? Just with their helmets. Just on? with their helmets on. I would have taken that. Yeah, you would have taken that over the salute. It. Absolutely. The salute was a little, and then he zips off like like Iron Man. I get John Favreau did Iron Man, whatever. We get it. But I, I just thought it was cheesy. But that's it. it. Was the salute that it, it, it could have been anything else. It could have, we t- actually talked about this. It could have been a little, you know, fist on the shoulder, anything. But the salute was just too much, man. God. The thing is, I, I don't need nitpicking. it to tie in because we don't know how these Mandalorians relate to the Mandalorians we've seen in the Clone Wars and Rebels. We don't know the whole story because they, you know, they were a gr- people with planets and colonies and this and that. And here it's one group of them we don't know if they were all decimated to this one group or if this is just a splinter group so it could be a group with their own traditions the salute will be the new this is the way yeah exactly like i can't think of anything that it's a connection to but uh, i'm all for it uh being its own thing i actually didn't have a problem with it i liked it 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 just kind of i mean i mean i I didn't like look at it and go fuck that that's awful it's ruined the episode you didn't but i was like but i was like it didn't need it like it didn't need that moment like we get you guys helped each other and you guys are cool now you don't need to just zoom up there like iron man and give a salute to that wasn't your breaking avengers as far as uh as your fandom you're not out now no i'm not sure you seem like you're out no i'm not out okay no. for you yeah uh, exactly unless ahsoka yeah. doesn't come out for oh, an episode God. right now <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it did feel it's funny you guys mentioned iron man and and favreau i was thinking of the other executive producer it felt very rebels to me like i could see ezra doing that sort of thing like right. getting his jetpack flying up and doing like a big wave or and i wouldn't have minded if it was on an uh, animated show like rebels or yeah. resistance i was okay it, that's on par with what they do yeah, it felt very, it felt like a very sort of animated moment, yes, um, but I, I, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I dug it. But yeah, Eric, you better yeah. jump in this. You have the same opinion as I do. You better jump in this yeah, and back it, me up. We, no, t- totally. So yeah, the day of, Araj and I were talking on the phone and we were both kind of like playing chicken to see who was going to yep. mention it first. <laughs> it's finally like, and I saw, I finally said, okay, there was one thing I didn't like. And he goes, yes, it was the very end. Right. And I'm like, of course it was. And then we yeah. went and played volleyball together. We did. Sure. To celebrate us being on the same page without helmets. 
<laughs> it was <laughs> on our heads. It was something yeah. that, that I don't know what it was, man. I think it's just it's a little bit too much of like a the the break in the fourth wall, like the wink and the it, mm-hmm. it's like all right, Ferris Bueller, move along. Yeah, it's <laughs> Iron uh, Man, it's the Rocketeer. Come yeah, on, guys, all those it. are the callbacks, man. Mm-hmm. It's like you just got to love something as cheesy as that that's the point you really <laughs> no do. you don't you really, you really <laughs> in don't in some cases you gotta go okay because kid. we just saw them like zip in the sky and we're like oh shit and then you don't need that last part but whatever i'm not i'm not it doesn't it doesn't bug me that much but the episode was fantastic oh yeah i, I mean, loved it now one, my favorite let one. me ask you this one last thing we we've seen a little bit more of the scene where he is uh his parents put him in the thing mm-hmm and then obviously the implication is, is they get blown up and then the, now we're a little bit further in and the doors fly open and there's the super battle droid standing there getting ready to fire on him. Mm-hmm. Who saves him? Okay. Well, this question I brought up to the amazing Star Wars experts of the underworld. Mm-hmm. And I said, that my theory from day one was Obi-Wan is going to split that battle droid in half right before he shoots the kid and obi-wan's gonna save the mandalorian tying into the obi-wan series get get you and mcgregor out there get people excited disney synergy that's my take but dom blew my mind go ahead dom i my hope uh is that it's a it's ahsoka tano who cuts down that battle droid um not just because it's felony and not just because i love the clone wars but i think there's it, you know, the fact that they've introduced a force sensitive character into this show means that there's opportunities to bring in other force sensitive characters. And we know, you know, one of the things we've always just sort of known about Mandalorians is that they're the natural, that they're, they're an enemy of the Jedi, that they've always been enemies. They're long time enemies. Um, but these are two. Uh, groups of people that were hunted by the empire and i think there there, there could be a, a strange sort of kinship there and now that the mando is protecting yiddle uh this this force sensitive who is obviously very powerful he's going to need some guidance for helping yiddle achieve his you know full potential and there's a very limited number of force users out there you know five years after return of the jedi it's luke leia and uh, ahsoka basically it's it those are the characters that are out there uh and so if if they wanted to bring that character in later uh later on and kind of start to forge some interesting connections between the mandalorians and the jedi a character like Ahsoka, uh, giving a character like Ahsoka a backstory with the Mando, uh, who is obviously going to play a key role in whatever the future of Mandalore is, I think really kind of ties things together in a really interesting and nice way. Plus, there was a there was an interview with Filoni from mm-hmm. back at Comic Con or, or D twenty three or something they asked him about a uh, live action ahsoka and he got so uh fidgety and awkward and sure you know, dave always dave always hides his answers you know he doesn't like to give straight answers but he got extra like he didn't know he wasn't ready for that one and he no, wasn't he wasn't he, he wasn't playing playing it up for a crowd either he was just trying to answer that question without directly lying i think um well also not answering it so uh yeah i i i want to see ahsoka do that not just because i'd love to see that character make the jump to live action but because i think it it opens up the doors for some really interesting storytelling possibilities 
uh, down the line with this series that even as cool as an Obi-Wan or an Anakin or, or any other Jedi cameo would be, uh, they don't have that potential for down the line. The Ahsoka one does. Yeah, absolutely. And who better to connect with the Mandalorians than someone that's not a Jedi, but kind of yeah. is. And Ahsoka already has, uh, and Ahsoka already has ties with the, with the Mandalorians. That's right. Uh, she, she did stuff there on, uh, during the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. we, we know we're going to see her there in season seven of Clone Wars. That first, the first time we saw Ahsoka post, uh, you know, announcement that the Clone Wars was coming back, or it's actually in the announcement that the Clone Wars is coming back. She's standing there with Bo Katan, who's another right. character we have to see. We have to see at some point show up on this show, I think. Uh, so I, you know, she's got, she's the one character as, having been part of the Jedi, but is not, not being a Jedi, mm-hmm. but also uh, having these ties to Mandalore. She can, she can bridge that gap. She can walk that line. She can be the go between, between the Jedi and the Mandalorians as they, you know, hopefully, you know, overcome their ancient, uh, you know, enemy status and go and forge ahead in a new future. Now that they've both, you know, had their, you know, have, have been defeated by Palpatine and have to rebuild and regroup. That is a strong case there. Dominic. Thank you. I, Boo. I, uh, Boo, who do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't think it will be that big of a, of a uh, reveal. You don't think it's going to be the final shot of the, la- the first season? I don't think so. I don't think, I, I think it's going to be something else, something not as huge. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that it's not, that's not going to be a pivotal point of the show. Wow, it'll be important, okay, okay. but not pivotal. I don't know why. I, I just get a feeling of. And if it's not that, what are we going to get? That's, that's kind of exciting too, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. I, I have no idea. I, okay. I don't think it'd be that big, but it'll be big, but not huge. I, I got nothing. I'll be honest. All of it sounds good. It could be just, you know, another Mandalorian who happens to be in full armor tearing shit up. You know, it mm. could be, uh, Ahsoka. It could be Obi-Wan. It could be. It malfunctions. I don't know. In all <laughs> Just, honesty, I, I really don't know. Um, I would love to speculate and I'd love to go out there on that limb, but I, I'm ready for anything. In okay. all honesty. So, so not a big deal if it isn't anybody. I mean, it's, if it's Ahsoka, it's a huge deal. Huge deal. And that would have to be how you end the season. Yeah, that, that's, that, well, I, you have to end well, the I think season. If it's a huge deal. If you either see one you, of them, if you see Ewan in his full glory, oh my God. If you, Bring Obi Wan Kenobi, or if you do Ahsoka Tano, it has to end the season, and it has to be the last thing that you see. Well, they can high five each other and split them both together. It, it huh, legit, we talked about that. It has yeah. to be the last thing that you see, and it goes into black, and then just the no. music, and everybody's just their mind is freaking melted. Fuck that! How about a cliffhanger? That's you, what I'm saying. Like, see a, no, 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 no. Oh. You see a shadow. Nah. With a robe, with a robe, with a robe. You see a shadow with a robe, and then just cuts. You uh, just, you just see. And you know what it is? Mm. It's grief in his Apollo trunks. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Don't no, throw that just, out there. Don't throw that out there. The robot. That, what if that is grief who saves him? What if grief cargo ah. saves him? Just a punch right <laughs> to the robot, just like that. Yeah. yeah. If he dies, oh, he man, dies. We yeah. were just talking about how obviously there's something there, and yeah. he's, you know. He is old. Carl Weathers is yeah. an older man. So. Yeah, it could be did, grief. Rod, you see what you did. Well, I at first I thought it was Obi Wan, but you took that one, and then I got to thinking maybe 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 Kiyoti Mundi just for <laughs> shits and giggles. Just but for shits and giggles. I'm thinking, and this is kind of like because of what Les said. I think that the more they drag it out, the more we see of it, the bigger it's going to be. But what if it happens at the same time that Anakin sends the signal to deactivate the droid army, and the droid just 
powers down because of that. Wow. Interesting. That'd be anticlimactic though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know how they, you know, how it, it would be one of those things that you realize later on. Yeah. But I, I, I like that idea for some reason. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I really don't know. I suspect it's going to be a Jedi. And because I'm pretty sure that Filoni has publicly said something about how great it was to, um, I don't know exactly the quote. So, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I thought he said something about bringing a character, one of his animated characters to, to live action. Wow. Or, and I'm pretty sure he said something like that. Dominic, can you, I, I don't, I don't remember that, but, uh, the whole Star Wars Underworld dot com site's a sham. Then get it off the internet. <laughs> but no, right. I, I maybe maybe I'm only getting that from somebody who thinks that they heard it too. So now it's you know twelve layers deep of well, maybe something. But I do think it'll be a Jedi. I think that Ahsoka would be a really cool get for the show. And so just because like okay, when you see the super battle battle droid you know the it's shot where the the light is behind it and it's almost blinding you and so it's like not even that defined i think having ahsoka in a in something like that where you know because one of the things they've worried about with when you hear the talk of bringing ahsoka to live action is Mm. how do you nail a character that's like that who you've only seen in animated form as opposed to going the other direction you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it would be a really easy way to get her on screen without it having to be crystal clear. Mm. You've got this, you know, it's really bright. Like Everything a silhouette of just, her? Is that what you're saying? Like a front? No, but well, like if you watch that scene again and you see where the, the battle droid's there and then he, he like snaps out of it, yeah. it's not quite in focus. Okay, it's, gotcha. It's super bright behind it because, you know, he's in that, in that cellar and the doors get ripped open and it goes from black to suddenly super bright to, to have the thing struck down and her just cruise on past. That's interesting mm-hmm. because that way they can actually have Ahsoka in there, not cast a specific Ahsoka and then maybe go, go back and try to find who they really want to find. Cause I would imagine that that would have leaked somehow, some way the casting of Ahsoka Tano. You sure about that? They they hit Palpatine really well. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The other the other thing is like I I love the speculation. Obviously, I love the speculation that it's Ahsoka, uh, and I love the speculation of like all the characters it could be. But I also don't want to get too hyped up on it just yet because it it is it hasn't. There's nothing. There's no real indication in the show that they have to go. It has to be a Jedi, and I think it could easily wind up being this crew of Mandalorians that he's with. You know, we maybe the flashback isn't that he's saved by a Jedi, but he's saved by them at the height of their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, he. I think Les, you said maybe he just gets shot. The droid gets shot by another Mandalorian. And maybe that's what happens is, you know, we, we see that the droid is ready to shoot and then he gets shot from the back and then a, a Mando 
shows up and and offers to to save the kids after to, to save the kid version of the mando and uh they you know he pulls him out of the out of where he's hiding and you just see that there's so many mandalorians all around them that they basically saw this attack happening and stepped in to to stop it because you know we know from uh we know from clone wars that the that mandalore had a had a brief flirtation with the separatists but they didn't uh they didn't stick with them for very long so but dom this yeah. is star wars this is what we do we throw the yeah out there I, just, I know. I know. We, we, just, we, we just fish for speculation. Yeah, I know, and 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 and, uh, and I love it. But I also, I, I'm just trying to think of all the possibilities that it could be, so yeah. that we get so locked in on one that when it's not that, it becomes disappointing. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, man, we just went deep in some Star Wars. Man, we that was a. I found a, it funny that we said that we weren't going to break down the episode, but we did. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. We can't. You can't help it. No, you can't help it. You have to. Not only did we break yeah. it down, we started breaking down the series and started talking about speculations. That's exactly what could happen. That's how good this happen. show is, people. And if you haven't seen it yet, get on Disney Plus. It's worth the seven dollars a month just the show alone. Okay. Plus, you can see yeah. Sleeping Beauty as many times as you I, want. I just finished Aladdin. You just finished it. You just started a lot two weeks ago. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I've been busy. All right, I jump back. It's not into the Godfather. It. <laughs> this is an hour and a half. Jesus I don't have Christ. an hour. I have about, had about forty five. What'd you think of it? It's good. I, I remember it as a kid. It's, it's fucking great. It's good. it's good. I was thinking that maybe I should do a cosplay of Doctor Pershing, but Doctor Persian. That would be great. That'd be kind of cool, right? That'd be great. And you're the only one who can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm, okay. All right, Eric. I think that we we dabbled into Star Wars pretty good there. Just dabbled. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did end up breaking the episode down a little more than I intended, but it was oh, no, less no, no. about it's, it was fantastic. telling the story of it, more about the implications it. of it. I loved it. We have we had emails, guys. We're gonna save them for next week because we got to zoom in through the other weekend geek. But I know Ian sent us email. Lumberjack Nick sent us email a couple weeks ago. The Star Wars emails we're gonna save for next week because we are uh, gonna get into some other stuff like. The Week in Geek, and that is stuff like, well, I don't even think we should talk about this, but I threw it in there for Boo. Big Kong Dong gets pushed back. Jesus. That's my headline. That's Sad news, friends. Your headline. It looks like Warner <laughs> Brothers has pushed the release of Godzilla vs. Kong. The ne- next epic movie in the MonsterVerse is set to continue the story set out 2014's Godzilla, 2017's Skull Island, which sucked ass, 2019's oh. Godzilla and King of Monsters, which Boo said it was great. I haven't seen it, but I heard yes. great things. Yes. Originally scheduled for March 13, 2020, has now been pushed back to November because it doesn't want to compete with the Eternals. Which makes sense. Very smart move. Yeah, exactly. Smart move. Exactly. <laughs> Big King Kong dong, and I, I I will agree. I saw I saw King Kong uh, Skull Island recently. Awful. It is bad. It is bad. But I wasn't there for Samuel Jackson or uh, or Tom Hiddleston or anything like that. I was well, there for that's King what I. Kong. I'm not gonna get into this again. But if you're gonna have a movie with those great special effects and those great monsters, we'll have them in there more. Well, no. Then, well, then, well, the, let me preface it with this. Now, uh, was it King, or Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Exactly what you want. Yeah, that's what, uh, exactly. I haven't what seen it. All monsters, the humans are just collateral fucking collateral damage, damage and they're, they're just fodder. They're literally there just to jump the story on a little bit, and then it's just like, oh, another monster fight. Yeah. Jump the story on a little bit. It looks another cool. Monster fight. It looks really cool. It's great. Okay. It's great. You should watch it. I'll yes. check that out. So that was that's some news. That's in our little reboot remake section. Now, comic book TV movie news. Channing Tatum is finally putting Gambit on hold. I know that bums everybody out here, especially King Tom. <laughs> uh. waiting for this Gambit movie for the last 
30 years. According to The Hollywood Reporter, he's putting it on hold and he's going to produce and maybe star in The Max. Now, I wanted to ask you guys about The Max. I don't know anything about it. Les is laughing already, so that's not a good sign. It, it, what, what, what is The Max? King Tom, you've heard of The Max? I've heard of it. I think I have a few copies, but I have no clue what it is. And I thought Gambit's been on hold for officially for a while, but I, I defer to less. <laughs> you know you're a cute comic Life. book fan. You know you're a comic book fan when you say, I've heard of it, I have a couple coffees, but I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> it's truth. The big purple like, guy. Yeah. The, the Max is another, all these awesome creator artists. That There was a time where artists ran comics for a while. Am I wrong, King Tom? Rob no, it was, he was... He was one of the early image books, I think, or it was around that time. Yes. So uh, uh, Sam Keith or yeah, there was Sam all these Keith. different. So they were like these Hulk ripoffs. <laughs> so there's uh, the Max and then there's the Pit, if I'm not mistaken, which is like yeah. Michael yes. Keown, who was like basically it was just Hulk with claws. Like it was just a yeah. long haired giant green Hulk with claws on his fingers. And then, well, the uh, Max was purple. I but think, the Max right? was like purple with like Lakers colors. Nice. Yeah. So like legit Lakers colors kind of had like this luchador kind of thing going <laughs> with like this pointed like s- claw, like this pointed knife yeah. for fists. Like on yeah, top like of his fist. Yeah, three Wolverine claws, it was one. And and that was basically it. Yeah, so everybody was like let's make somebody so like apparently Liefeld's deal with Cable when he created Cable apparently quote air quotes created Cable. Uh, he found that Wolverine was the most popular mm-hmm. comic character. He had six claws. Right. More, bl- so he's like, I need someone who has more guns, more blades. And everybody just decided to start having more guns and more blades and bigger and stronger. So the Hulk and Wolverine were at the time were probably the two most powerful and iconic like characters during that time in the nineties. And the Max comes out of that. You get the pit comes out of that. Uh, this well here, here we go. This first, should not happen. First, <laughs> first published through Image Comics, nineteen ninety three. Sam Keith's comic tells the story of the Max, a hero who exists in both the real world and an alternate reality dream world called the Outback. So he pretty much lives in Australia. And it, it, it MTV ran a, a small. They ran like a little series yeah. of. Oh, they did an animated yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, okay. There was, I think, back in the day, it was like Aeon Flu. I remember Aeon Flu. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this was on there, and they had a bunch of other like animated ones. And the Max was, it was pretty cool. But yeah, it was mostly him like hanging out and running through the outback. Please tell stuff. Boo what MTV. There used to be a channel that was twenty four hours. Well, there's music seven videos, MTV though. channels now. It's called but Music MTV Music <laughs> Television. Is it? Is it like ESPN the Ocho? It's kind of like that. Well, now there's the there's MTV the Ocho for sure. Yeah, I don't know Channing Tatum. He should just ask to be. He should just lobby for other parts and see if he gets picked for those things. Right. See now that's what he should do if he wants to be in a superhero movie so bad. I I understand, but it doesn't seem like you know like Ryan Reynolds found a passion project. Like Mm -hmm. he jumped on Deadpool. Like he was able to create this and, and make it happen. You know, and he pushed for it and he got it done. Gambit is cool, but you're going to have to chill on that one because Gambit is no longer a free deal to just grab and try to mold into your own thing. That, exactly. Either you're going to be a part of an ensemble superhero movie or you need to just wait for them to cast you somewhere as simple as that. See, now that's that's my thing. I love an actor, somebody who's, what is it, dedicated and wants to do something and has the energy for it. I'm like, that's great. I would never want to poo-poo on that. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, 
rarely happens where people are just, I feel this character. I want to be this character. That's great. But in this day and age where everything has to make a billion dollars, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter anymore. It's their decision. If they say yeah. nay, it's not going to happen. If they say no your once, passion doesn't matter. your passion doesn't matter. If they say no once, maybe twice, it's over. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Gambit ain't gonna ain't gonna happen. It's dead, and I have no idea what the fuck this is. I'm, I'll watch it. I'm excited if it, if it ever happens. If, I'll if, watch if, it. But if no. he wants to make a series, like you know, five and and I think Netflix has Image. Am I wrong, guys? I think Netflix signed Netflix Image. Signed yes. something with Image yes. or Dark Horse. Oh, uh, that's a good one. I can't remember. I think it's maybe Dark Horse. Oh, maybe Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. Right. You know what? An Image is. I mean, for him to try to take. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's an image comic. I don't think, or is it? It is an image okay, comic. Okay, okay. Yes. So it is. Yeah. Uh, there's other. Yeah. Just sit back, man, and I, and just tell your agent, hey, get me into the next big thing. Just there's other stuff. I don't Mr. think Tater. he's hurting for a business. That's what I'm saying. Work. There's other. There's other ones out there. You don't need to bring some character. Magic back. Mike three. Go I thought. It, man. I thought there was a third. Pump, one. pump it up. That's uh, what it's called. Uh-oh. <sighs> Yeah. Dom, you a big fan of Magic Mike? Oh yeah, it's my it's my, one of my favorite movies. If there wasn't Star Wars, it would be my. Uh, my Can you imagine movie. if we had a Magic Mike con? It would be. Would you wait in the overlight lane? That would be something else. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've honestly never never seen those movies, so I had I to go. I was forced to go to Magic Mike, the first one. Mm-mm. But if somebody said that they were going to buy me popcorn and soda, mm-hmm. I'd go to Magic Mike. Yeah. Who's gonna butter your popcorn though? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna watch who butters my popcorn. Mm. That's the reason why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. <sighs> great segue earlier though, Les, because this next news, I think you and Boo are going to love this news, and I think King Tom will. Hulk star Mark Ruffalo is hinting that he may not be done playing Bruce Banner yet. Ruffalo appeared at Tokyo Comic Con and revealed that he had recent conversations with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige <laughs> about his future in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Feige just asked me last week if I had any more ideas or stories for the Hulk, Ruffalo said. And I said, yeah, I think there's some stories to tell. And he said, well, why don't you come in and tell me about them and we'll see if we can find a place for you in the Marvel Universe. Must be nice, by the way. To just, right. Why don't you just come, come and tell me? And talk. We'll how how shitty does this sound to Chad That's Day, the though. point. Yeah. That's like, what I'm yeah. getting. Called yeah. in. They <laughs> said no. Yeah. Just multiple get times. Called yeah. in. Dead. <laughs> At least one of those ideas involves one of the characters Marvel reacquired through the Walt Disney Company purchase twin, uh, purchase 20th Century Fox, Hulk versus Wolverine, mm-hmm. Ruffalo said. I'd like to see that Hulk versus Wolverine bit. And I remember a long time ago when Les was first inter- introducing me to these kind of things, there was an animated feature, Hulk versus Wolverine. It is amazing. How cool would that be to see that on live action on a big screen? That needs to, yeah, yes, yes, that, yes, yes. yes. That, get it done, uh, yes, get yeah. it done. But one preference that has to happen: this has to be rated R. It has to be, oh, oh yeah, ordinarily yeah, violent. No, it will be, yeah, no, no, no. It has to be very, very violent. But this is very cool. It, it's it's awesome. Yeah, something, and it's one of the only ways that you can continue having the Hulk in your franchise is that he can't have his own movie, but. He can be, like we said, a team, up, yeah, yes, a, team a, yeah, a team up or something like that. And the cool thing about this is that it can actually be a story. It doesn't have to just be them fighting. Eventually, they'll team up. Somebody will, you know, something, something bigger will happen and they have to work together and coexist and eventually respect each I, other. I just, just know that it changes the whole perspective of Wolverine as far as live action goes. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown him taking on any, uh, 
extremely strong, powerful mm-hmm. enemies. Yeah. He's always been able to just slug it out and, and chop people up and berserk through everything. But this shows that he stands toe to toe with arguably the strongest character in comics, mm-hmm. which he does. Their fights are legendary. Their fights are just destruction and it's never pretty when they get together and take Have they ever done Wolverine fighting the intelligent Hulk? Uh, yes. Okay. Cause I know like the classic, that's fights the one where he always... got ripped in half. Was it? Oh uh, yeah. That's the, uh, so it's the ultimate vert ultimate Hulk. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine. And I think Hulk at that point is all zinned out and he's wearing the, the robe yeah, and yeah. he's got the beads on and, you know, life is a little bit different for him. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Hulk talks some shit about Betty and then Wolverine. I mean, no, Wolverine says something about Betty. Like Phil Jackson Hulk. Uh, yeah. The Zen but then I think triangle offense. And then I think they got, they went at it in, uh, the normal continuity also. Hmm. I think Mark Ruffalo does a great job with that character. Yeah. He makes it really interesting. Um, I honestly, I was struggling to figure out why Hulk wouldn't be part of the MCU going forward and that like Feige and, and Ruffalo were having to have these conversations. I just had taken it for granted that they would go forward. And, and part of that might be because I've forgotten most of Endgame. Uh, and, and, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great one to, to go about. And you cast somebody new as, as Wolverine. And that would, uh, would be a good way of, of doing a different yeah. version of Wolverine. Cause like, like you guys were saying, we've usually only just seen him fighting humans. And, and, right. uh, you know, we've seen that. Let's, let's see something different. And, you know, Marvel has shown a, a willingness with the MCU to, to go to some different places, some weirder places, um, with their visuals. And, and I think this could, could uh, fall quite nicely into that. This easily oh, could be set right after uh, Norton's Hulk, where he goes, Ooh. he leaves and he jumps into, basically ends up in the fa- in the forest. This mm-hmm. is just this is basically the first appearance of Wolverine, mm-hmm. and he's tearing up the forest with he's feral. Wendigo from and then, from the Great White North. Yeah, and then uh, mm-hmm. Department H and the military says, "Hey, man, we're sending in our special weapon," and then they send in Weapon X, and you already have the go. script in your head. Good job, Les. I mean, it's already been this is, written. I mean, it's just there. This is a great way, and uh, Dom made a good point. This is a great way to ease in a new Wolverine to not have the shock value yep. be so hard on us mm-hmm. because we're going to be so excited to, to hear about this and see this that it would kind of like, okay, this is the new Wolverine. That's cool. Oh, they, man, they're going to go at it. This is rat. No, so, and then they bring the X-Men in right after that. There it is. Cerebro sitting on Professor X's head, and he's going, there's something happening in Canada, guys. And they pick up what's ever left of Wolverine. And that, yeah, yeah. Damn Let's it. be honest here. Damn it. Mm-hmm. You guys are <laughs> shills for the Hulk. Yeah, right. No, nah, man. Wolverine tears the Hulk up. But Hulk is my favorite, but if we're going to go for it, I'm always going to pick Wolverine. He oh, jacks the Hulk on. up, dude. If there's anyone that makes it matter, stand your ground. Dude. It's that little ass Canadian dude. He yeah. makes him really <laughs> Ty Domi. Ty Domi. Yeah, he is, dude. For yeah. all you Canadian He's hockey fans, that's Ty, Ty Domi. Domi for sure. Dude. Got, he is until until he gives you the Theo Fleury and Ty Domi in one dude, and just out there pissing people <laughs> off, dude. You ain't yeah. so big now, dude. It'll cut you down to size, dude. Don't play with that, dude. <laughs> well, um, here's every week. It seems like we have some news about the Batman film that Matt Reeves is putting together, and he has casted his Carmine Falcone. Mm. And I think he picked another winner here. 
he picked John Turturro oh. to be Carmine Falcone. And you might know Turturro from the Big Lebowski from Do the Right Thing. Yep. He's been in tons of film. He is a fantastic actor, and I think he is going to kill it as Carmine Falcone. This cast is pretty epic. And speaking of uh, an actor that's been pushing for a role and pushing for a role and didn't get it, Josh Gad was pushing for Penguin yep. for the last five years hard <laughs> and unfortunately didn't get it. No. But that's on the Batman, Batman news. Now, we're going to end this thing with an email from Kent, and let's see what Kent has to say here. Dear Sith listeners, first, first album, Sticks, Kilray was here. First cassette, Michael Jackson, Thriller, hell yeah. First CD, even before I owned a CD player, Stone Temple Pilots, import with acoustic version of Plush with which I put on bl- a blank tape on loop. Mm, it's good. good Recently, album. you guys asked the question if everything in Star Wars needs to include the Force. If I remember right, everyone said yes. I'm going to disagree with you. How dare you? That's all good, man. That's the end of the email. Just kidding. Despite what some <laughs> critics say, all of the MCU movies are not the same. Sure, they're all superhero movies, but there's a different vibe between Ant-Man to Winter Soldier to Doctor Strange to the Avengers movies, etc. This has helped the MCU have success, in my opinion. Black Widow will feel like a spy movie. Eternals will be some crazy Kirby greatness. Mm. Then you have martial arts movie, a martial arts movie with Shang-Chi followed by the new Doctor Strange movie, which I'm sure will feel like a mushroom trip. <laughs> all different tones and stories and action pieces there will be a comfortable familiarity but it won't feel like a rehashing of the same movie not being overly critical but the star wars movies kind of all feel the same how dare you sir i love them but they all have some space battles lightsaber duels a chase race scene human characters playing off of aliens and droids i know that is what makes makes it star wars but i think for the property to thrive in a day and age when new content needs to be needs to come out every year and you want the audience to feel like it's fresh, they need to diversify their storytelling. The Mandalorian has gone a long way to establish There you that. go. Three episodes in, and so far there isn't any lightsabers or space battles. I'm excited for the Cassian and Obi-Wan stories. I think they'll be different, but I would also like to see Disney Plus shows on worlds where there isn't any space travel or humans. Droid-only stories, shows that are only space battles like a rogue squadron. The audience is paying for the service no matter what. They need to experiment and expand. Put out something that people would probably skip initially, but eventually draws them in. What do you think? Thanks, Ken. P.S. I've never watched the 80s, the 90s X-Men or the Gargoyles cartoon. <laughs> now that I've got Ugh. Disney+, Plus, I'll probably check them out because I've heard good, good things. Which one should I start with? X-Men. 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 Oh, guys, I'm going to tell them go with Gargoyles. Gargoyles is great, but there's a difference. Gargoyles. I'm going to tell them go with Gargoyles because X-Men is... Who are you right now? Listen, I I agree with you all, but get the Gargoyles out of the way because X-Men is just something that you need. You mean like save X-Men for last? Yes, you got to save X-Men for last. Dessert first, always. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) But... You just threw me off. I was going to talk about Kent's email. I totally Good. lost it here. Good. What was it? Um, I think that the Mandalorian. Well, first of all, droids. They have a show called Droids on there. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> anime series. Just check yeah, it out. It's fantastic. Right. And I think the Mandalorian, like you said, is doing these this these kind of different things in Star Wars. And I think you're right. I think we're going to see different things for Cassian Obi Wan. But I don't think they're going to do things that people are going to like skip over and then go back later. That's just not how Disney's going to work. I think they're going to do things that are going to go, oh, my God, that is fucking awesome. I need to watch it. So 
I think they've already have that with droids. So people have skipped <laughs> that. I'm watching it right now as we speak. So, yeah. and but he walks. And he walks. That's right. You can find all that stuff on Disney Plus. Is but it really? I, think, I don't know if Ewoks is, but droids is. No, are, are you I think, sure? And where else would they be watching it? Is it on Netflix? It's not on. It's not on Disney Plus. Oh, it's not. Uh, I think he was streaming uh, the Mandalorian and then some droids. No, 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 no. Droid, It's Lego Star Wars droid tales. Okay, that's what. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay, okay. Which is really good, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There yeah, you go. Yeah, because our buddy's son I, is about five years old. Yeah, and he so loves he, it. He loves he's, all of he's it. He's chuckling and laughing. He's enjoying some Disney Plus for sure. Okay, that's what it was. There was a news item over the weekend that they are in the early stages of planning a uh, Dr. Afra show, oh, which is a character shit. from the comics. And yes. that has a very much a different feel. It's a lot like, and she's an Indiana Jones type of treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the book. I love the character. I think that's an awesome move and an awesome way for them to incorporate a new type of genre into Star Wars. Yeah. That's a great character, and she's becoming very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> well, this was a phenomenal episode to record. And Dom, thank you for coming on, and thank you for dropping some Star Wars knowledge on us, like you do every single time. Oh, th- thank you guys for thank you guys for having me on. It's always a, a real blast to come on the Sith list. Oh, of course, man. Of course, tell people where they can listen to you on the underworld and all the other satellite podcasts that you have under the umbrella of that <laughs> conglomerate star Wars underworld. Sure. So the, the easiest way to, to find all of it is to just go to star Wars underworld.com. Uh, we post up uh, news articles there daily. Plus all the pods are there as well. And there's, so there's the weekly main show that we, where we break down the news and, and talk about trailers and that sort of thing. Uh, there's radio razor crest, which is for the Mandalorian. And uh, there's the, the Kazuda cast, which is for Star Wars Resistance, and they're all on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, and Spotify, and you can get them all together in, in one feed, or you can get them all separately, uh, however you want to do it. If you want to just pick and choose a little bit, you have that option. So yeah, just uh, search for Star Wars Underworld, and, and you'll find it. Or just click on the show notes, because all that stuff will be on there. There you go. <laughs> that King. works too. And Araj has been on a, a couple of episodes of, of all of those. Eric's been yeah. on a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's always a good time. It's a great time. Great, great listen. Great guys on the podcast. It's fantastic. King Tom, where can people find you and listen to you rule uh, the land? Tom Chansky on Twitter and uh, Patreon shows for our friends, The Bad Motivators, Steel Wars, and Blue Harvest. Fantastic. Support those three Patreons. They're fantastic, like I just said. Boo? Uh, you First of all, any news that you want to tell us about, Boo? No, no, no updates. No updates? No updates, no. All right. Yeah. Are you going to be extra thankful this Thanksgiving? Always. I mean, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There might be an update. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get, get some extra stuffing? Extra. Oh, oh, man. oh, oh my God. Man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Food, you perverts. Are they, are they this bad on food. Bite? Food, you perverts. Are they, are they this bad on oh, Kettlebite? Yes. They're yes, they're worse. worse. Yeah. No, it, it's like segments of this, not just little, little, little snippets. It's segments. Yes. Um, Jesus. Huh. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo and right here on the Sith List. Mr. Crunch Crunch is more that would rather watch Gargoyles than X-Men. Where can people find you? 
for the next few days not in traffic because we have them off. So that's good. Yeah, fuck uh, you guys. <laughs> That's true. But you can find me on Twitter at less is more 78 and right here on the Sith list. Mr. Struthers, where can people watch you play with your beautiful locks and spew out some Star Wars info? Well, I'll tell you what you really want to watch me do is play in these dope ass Trans-Siberian Orchestra tribute shows. So if you're in St. Louis during uh, December anytime, maybe the stars will align and you can come and see it. So reach out. And the best way to do that is follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. And you can find me at The Sith List. And we will catch you next week on episode 174 of The Sith List. Okay, hold on. One, <laughs> One two, and three. And from Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. How dare you? you? I was waiting for it. Take two. You have to keep that. That's great. I'm just going to keep that in there. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Yeah.